The Champions League show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is a place you want to bet to get in on all of the Champions League action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is your home for college basketball futures. You don't have to go to Vegas to buy Vegas bets. PropSwap is available in many states where there is no sports betting. Use the promo code SGP and you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paper head providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Roman. If you're struggling with ED and you don't want to wait to get treatment, get effective ED prescriptions without having to visit a doctor. Go to getroman.com slash SGP for a free online visit and two-day free shipping. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Bespoke. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code SGP at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code SGP for 20% of your first box. Hey guys, you're listening to the Champions League show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. We've been a hell of a run. We've been on a hell of a run on soccer. Just landing lock after lock after lock. Um, there's a fight show winner as well at the weekend. So the free content I've been giving out has just been printing you guys money. Lock, dog and parlay as well at the weekend. Have an EPL dog record this season of 20 and 15, which is insane. Um, the lock record now, quite clearly... We have fully and utterly recovered from what we did at the start of the season. 30 and 13 now on the locks. And of course, just a bonus parlay to land at the weekend. On the Champions League shows thus far, last time out, we landed a lock. Uh, I think we went back to back, actually. We've landed locks on the last two shows that we did. Different kind of show, though, today. I'm going to talk about that now. So... I would be here usually doing the four games for this midweek and next week I'd be doing the other four second legs. But the fucking coronavirus has thrown everything into disarray. Most of Europe is in mass panic. I'm praying that the UK doesn't go into some sort of quarantine situation in the next few weeks or take any kind of measures. I'm going to Tottenham Man United at the weekend and then... At the end of the month, I'm trying to go over to the US. Now, there's already people that we're not taking from certain countries. Japan and Italy can't come across here. But at the moment, we are not quarantining people. We are not reducing attendances at large events. I guess we'll do that if it gets fairly bad. So far, we've only had five deaths, and they're all people with underlying illnesses or they were elderly people therefore at the moment we're not taking those drastic measures to to stop people attending stadiums or reducing attendances or or quarantining us quarantining ourselves or, or or stopping ourselves from leaving the country i need to get out of here at the end of the month i need to get my son to florida i need to get to wrestlemania at the weekend i need to get to tottenham manu i'm not too worried about that for me 
this is a fucking disaster. And it's also a disaster for me as somebody that makes his money from covering sports gambling because if all these sporting events start to get cancelled all over the world, what the fuck are we going to have to talk about on here? Because be rest assured, I can't tell you about online poker or blackjack or any kind of online games or virtual football or anything that isn't a real sport. I will not be doing shows about that. Sean will not be doing shows about that. Ryan won't be doing shows about it. Colby won't be coming on. You won't be hearing from Pina. I don't think you do anyway, but it's all going to be done. There's going to be nothing for us to do. We're the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Sports get played. We look at the bets on them, and then we give them to you. Otherwise, this whole podcast will be in quarantine for the next few months or however long this takes to get resolved, if it ever does. This is an absolute joke and um just desperate for this situation to not get out of control especially over there in the states and over here in the uk they're they're the main two it doesn't matter too much although obviously it's massively affected this champions league what's going on in certain parts of europe with this leon juve mess which i'm going to address in a second and uh, the paris Dortmund game being played behind closed doors at this point in time but this is just how it is right now i can only see this situation getting worse, which is a massive, massive concern. It can only really get worse before it gets better. And it does seem like the the cancellation of events and the quarantining of people is somewhat inevitable based on the statistical data that's coming out of China that this actually did work for them. And um, aside from that, what you also see as almost a bonus, is a reduction in pollution. If you look at the uh, heat maps over on on China, you'll see significant pollution reduction, which I guess is a good thing. But quite frankly, I don't care about it. I just want sports to get played. And to me, those people that are are carrying like existing long-term illnesses or the elderly and whatnot... They are not as important to me as the sports continuing to get played. And I think to most people, I think most people, if they're asked, would be prepared to take their chances. Wash your hands, wear a mask, go watch your thing and get the fuck out of there and let us continue to bet on and enjoy sports in a normal way and don't react to this situation, which also, if you read up about it, isn't actually as bad as catching the flu in terms of how it will make you feel and in terms of what it can do, unless you have an underlying illness. That's the only time where it can actually be worse. I mean, this is all just very vague reading that I've understand uh, from what I understand of the virus. I just wanted to touch on it to say well, I've actually read that it wouldn't be so bad. And for those people attending sporting events, it, it wouldn't be a catastrophe if you were to come into contact with this as long as you quarantined yourself and, and and took whatever was necessary to take in order to get yourself better. It would only be if you were elderly or already had existing illnesses where you'd really suffer. Therefore, why not quarantine the people with existing illnesses and the elderly and quarantine them across the world so that we don't have any more deaths? Because it's the death toll that's going to scare people. When we start getting into double digits over here or obviously into the hundreds as we are in Italy, then it becomes a massive issue. And only then will we start to um, take those drastic measures. But if we can keep the death toll down and keep the main people out of the picture that could possibly die from this, 
then I don't understand how it becomes a worldwide epidemic because flu, and especially man flu, has been going around for years and years and years and years and, and hasn't really killed anybody. We've just all been victims of it and had to take time off work and felt like shit or whatever. But oh, it's just like not what I really want to come in here and talk about. I don't want to be concerned about my livelihood. I don't want to be concerned about these certain competitions and seasons get finished and when and postponements and I can't also handicap behind closed doors games because behind closed doors games make it such a leveller. I mean Juve are talking about not even playing it in their own stadium because nobody's allowed into Italy. Juve and Lyon will not get played in Italy till April the 3rd and that's providing that there's some kind of positive result from this quarantine and if there is like China then we are definitely going to see more quarantine situations around the rest of Europe because it would obviously be contained by quarantine. Therefore, that's what they're going to end up doing. So if we see that, then we're going to see that happening more and more. And uh, But in, in the meantime, in relation to this competition, we've got two teams that can't play the competition, don't know when they're going to be able to finish it. Um, <laughs> this, I can't believe we're talking about this. So we haven't got that game listed for this week. Uh, they had they put in an application to the Maltese FA and the Maltese FA said, no, you can't play it here. And uh, this was down to them not knowing how many Juve fans would try and get into Malta. So they can't play this game at home. They can't play this game at a neutral venue. The Champions League is going to go on. Uh, we've got a massive game like Paris and Dortmund behind closed doors. And... Um, it's very concerning to me how this tournament gets finished. And it's not an option to postpone it, really, because then we have the Euros in 2020. And if the situation's not resolved, how does that get finished? Because we could have a Champions League that's not finished, a Euro 2020 that's starting, an Italian league that doesn't have any football for three weeks, for the next three weeks, which is well behind. I mean, Italy are one of the teams that qualified for the competition as well, by, by the way. So this is an absolute joke. And... I don't really foresee, or and I can't and I can't predict how things are going to pan out. I'm I'm trying to read up as much as I can about Euro 2020 because as much as the short term stuff does concern me, and opposed to how I'm going to get out of the states, etc. I don't know how a tournament, which for the first time in history is going to be played across 12 host countries, including Italy. I don't get how that tournament even starts. Um, the likelihood is, and this is a bold prediction that I'm going to make here. It's not something you can bet on, unfortunately, because um, then at least we could make some money on the coronavirus. Um, the bold prediction I'm going to make is that Euro 2020 will become Euro 2021 because looking at this list of countries here, I just don't see how the tournament ends up getting played in June. Nobody... It's going to be going to Italy. The other alternative would be to pull Italy from the competition and change that venue because currently, if I look it up here, Italy's venue here for this tournament is Rome, which I'm not sure if it's quietly it's as badly affected as the rest of Italy because I think it's northern northern Italy that's the worst. But yeah, I think Rome will be taken off and could possibly be replaced. But then again, look, we've got a situation this week where Paris and Dortmund's being played behind closed doors. So obviously Paris are worried about their, um, their cases. And a prediction that England could be going into quarantine or taking some kind of measures to reduce 
public attendances in the next fortnight. That one is a big concern to me because, as I said, even if games do get played and they're behind closed doors, I can't handicap behind closed doors games. I won't do it. It's too much of a leveler. It's basically like two teams playing at football training. And therefore, when I look at this Paris versus Dortmund game, I'm basically having to pick which one of these two teams would beat each other in a training game. I've never seen Kylian Mbappe in, in football training. It doesn't make any sense for me to take a shot and say how and, and predict how these games play without the crowd there. Because a lot of the time, and the difference between top footballers and footballers that you talk about and say, yeah, they had all the ability in the world, they just couldn't make it, they just couldn't put it together when it came to match time. Well, that's all down to nerves. That's all down to some of the best players are the ones that can cope with the pressure of playing in front of a crowd or playing under pressure situations. Playing behind closed doors, you don't know who's going to rise to the occasion and you don't know who won't be able to rise to the occasion. I mean, it's very, very well known that there's been players in the past, such as Dimitar Berbatov, who were absolutely lousy in training and you just were, you just, couldn't understand how they played for the team based on how they trained. Sergio Aguero is another one. He's actually an active player who's playing this week. He's a terrible trainer. It's been said by all of his teams that all of a sudden it comes to the match and he just turns up. Well, this is very similar to a training situation. I guess, obviously, the mentality of the players will be it's not and there is pressure on it and we need to rise to the occasion and yeah there may be no fans here but it's obviously a televised game and this is the Champions League and it's an opportunity to get through to the next round but to tell you guys as a kappa and bear in mind I'm not like the I'm not like the others I don't give out silly free four unit plays and if I lose I don't chase it with even bigger plays and then if I lose those even bigger plays and then all of a sudden I do manage to get to evens but I've used about five six thousand pound bankroll to do it i don't do that i don't do that at all everybody on my service we come in with a one thousand pound bankroll for the month 10 units and we look to make a profit of that and i don't think anybody has ever needed any more than that i don't even think they've even needed more than five because i don't remember ever losing five units in a row in my life that's not what i'm about I pride myself on being a service that's realistic for everybody. And we don't take silly plays, we take selective plays, and it would be silly to play on on games that are behind closed doors, even if the outcome comes through how I thought it would. So I needed Juve to beat Inter Milan at the weekend because we have Juve to win Serie A. They came through with us. Did we have an additional penny on it? No, we did not, because it was a game behind closed doors where the players were playing under circumstance where it was a leveller for the away team because the fans do influence you. The fans getting behind the likes of Liverpool and PSG and Barcelona, that's a big home advantage. They're big home grounds where they need big home fans. Juve as well. And I was surprised at that result and, and how well they played. Not surprised that they won, but how convincing it was and how well that they played. Um, sometimes it can work the other way because sometimes you can have a team that aren't doing well and the teams are getting on their back. The supporters are getting on their back really early. Like, for example, um, Real Madrid supporters are known for that to get frustrated and to jump on their supporters' back. So maybe this kind of situation will be helpful. I don't know what it will and what it won't be. Therefore, I can't tell you, I can't responsibly tell you to put your money because I treat your money like, like, like my money. I wouldn't give you a seven-unit play 
when I'm betting a uh, hundred bucks on it myself. I, I just wouldn't give you seven unit play anyway. It's just irresponsible completely. I still feel pretty bad about the loss of Dante Wilder, even though I was fully convinced that he had the the knockout power to land on Tyson Fury, who I didn't feel had fully recovered in time from the last fight where he had a significant cut. I felt like Wilder would target the cut and he had enough power just to stop Fury. I stand behind that. I, I can't I can't beat myself up too much over the fact that the outcome was nothing like that because I genuinely saw it as going the way I did. There was not a stab in the dark. We don't take stabs in the dark. So we're not going to bet on those on those games that are behind closed doors that we are aware of. And also, we're probably just going to briefly touch on the games that are already done and dusted. One of the reasons we are covering this show uh, instead of just doing um the four let the four games for this week and the three games for next week so it is at three at the moment because we don't know what's going on with you ben leon is not only because of the behind closed door situations and i don't want to be very committal to picks but because also a lot of these ties are over i mean if you just skip through today's games uh, rb leisping tottenham and valencia versus atalanta rb leisping are through to the next round I mean, there's no way that Tottenham, with their injuries at the moment, are going are gonna to be able to, to do anything here. I mean, Tottenham would be a team that would massively benefit from a quarantine situation or the postponement of sporting events for three, four weeks, because then they would have time to get Son and Kane back. And all of a sudden, that would make them a completely different proposition in the markets. For example... In this tie, they could get back in this with, with Kane and Son because I don't think Leisping are a particularly great team. You know, it'll be a massive achievement for them to get through to the last eight of the Champions League or the fact that they're challenging for the, the if they continue to challenge for the German league at the moment, they've dropped a couple of points and are down to third place, but they're still up there, which is a good achievement with this squad. And this quarterfinal qualification will be a good achievement as well. But Tottenham would have a chance in this game if it was played with Son and Kane on the pitch and quarantine and the postponement of matches would benefit Tottenham Hotspurs and make no mistake about it and all of a sudden with those players back they would become a viable contender for the top four in the EPL but as things stand they're not going to they're probably going to lose this game relatively easily and they're probably going to lose to uh, Man United as well at the weekend at White Hart Lake, uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium so this week, all of a sudden, looks very, very different for Spurs when they have their players here. But for me, Leish being here, 8-13, to 13, they'll win this game. I don't think that they're going to rest any players when they've only got a 1-0 lead going into it. But the overall market sees Leish being at 1-8 and Tottenham at 9-2. to So I don't think Tottenham have any chance here. Uh, same with Valencia against Atalanta. Uh, Valencia coming in here with a 4-1 deficit. They need to win this game 3-0 to qualify. They're not beating Atalanta 3-0 because Atalanta... Atalanta are not going to not score in this game. So I think an Atalanta goal is inevitable, as is a Valencia one. I think both teams to score here in this game is a put-your-house-on-it bet. I'm not actually sure if this game is actually behind closed doors or not, though. Uh, let me have a look. Because, obviously, this game's not massively relevant. I haven't really checked. But I believe that if an Italian team is travelling to Spain then it would be played behind closed doors. I'm going to have a look here. 
Wow, okay. While I've been looking, I've just seen that it's just been announced that Barcelona and Napoli will be played behind closed doors. So that's shocking for me because Barcelona is a massive home advantage for, for Barcelona and they get around about 90,000 people there. So that's going to be a bit of a leveller. I think Barcelona will still be able to win that game because I think they have far better players on the pitch. But being behind closed doors certainly does give Napoli more of a chance. And obviously that's because it's an Italian team. I imagine there'll be, there would have been some Italian supporters trying to come over. And yeah, obviously today's game is going to be the same. Uh, it's just come up here. Valencia versus Atalanta. The match will be played behind closed doors. There are restrictions as those who can enter and exit the region of Italy where Atalanta are based, but this didn't affect the team as there is an exemption for professional athletes. So the team arrived in Spain on Monday without any problems. The match, though, will be held without fans at the Mestalla and there won't be any pre-match press conferences. Uh, Leipzig Tottenham will be played with fans. Liverpool, Atletico Madrid with fans. PSG versus Dortmund will be played behind closed doors. Juve versus Lyon. The match is scheduled for next week and it's likely to be behind closed doors, but it's not official yet. Um, that's what that's the update on that but i heard that all sporting events even now behind closed doors would be would be cancelled because you can't get in and out of italy let me see when this was posted what i've found here ninth of the third which was yesterday so yeah i think there may be an update on that um by munich versus chelsea is still to decide um they're saying at this moment in time, on this particular site, uh, Barcelona versus Napoli, they said that the Catalan government wants it behind closed doors. That's now official. Um, Sevilla, moving on to the Europa League, uh, Inter versus Hatafe apparently is going to be played on Thursday and it will be played behind closed doors. So, um, again, that may, be, that may be different in the last few hours. Um, Man United go to Austria to play against LSAK, and that will be held with fans because Austria is not currently in a risk zone. Let's have a look. So it looks like Germany are playing a lot of their games behind closed doors here, and it looks like Italy are either playing it behind closed doors or postponing it completely. So it looks like Germany have had a reaction to it. It looks like France have had a reaction, reaction to it as well. Um, although Greece have had a reaction too because Olympiacos and Wolves being played behind closed doors uh, Rangers, Leverkusen would fans so I think you can get an idea here the marker website is what I'm using here they're pretty much on top of things and um, and yeah as I said this is a mess it has overtaken this show as well at this point because obviously we're finding it difficult to pick games more and more announcements coming through one literally just happened live on the show so that's going to make Barcelona and Napoli difficult to handicap which is a shame because that was actually going to be my lock for this show I was going to lock up Barcelona to win that home game against Napoli and, and see themselves through which makes it difficult to do here um Looking at these other games here that are taking place on, on, on Wednesday tomorrow. Liverpool versus Atletico, where Liverpool 4-7. to It's 29-10 to to draw, and it's 6-1 to on Atletico Madrid. I like the qualification bet here, and um, it's 10-11, to 10-11 each. In some places, Atletico have gone to slight favourites, but I'm still able to find a 10-11, 10-11, 10-11 each. I just feel that Atletico Madrid will score a goal in this game. I think that should be their purpose. Although they will be defensively tight and set up to not concede, 
I believe when Liverpool break forward and put pressure on them, that, that they are susceptible to a counter-attack. I think without Jordan Henderson there, and Jordan Henderson was a player that dropped into the back three that allowed the full-backs to press forward as wing-backs, there has been gaps there which you've seen Liverpool exploited a number of times over the week. It's crazy. I mean, people people thought that I didn't know what I was talking about when I said it at first, that Jordan Henderson drops into that back three and does provide defensive cover. And without him there, despite the fact that I don't particularly rate him as a, as a great footballer and he doesn't do anything particularly well in terms of pass, tackle, shoot, things of that nature, his reading of the game is great. He's, he's very, basically managed to formulate a career based solely on his football intelligence which is important and based on that football intelligence uh, he's been a key player for Liverpool who's been able to sit in and read the game well and just stall counter-attacks against this team allowing the fullbacks to get back and help meaning that they have the numbers back so they're not hit that often and even if they were behind Henderson and the fullbacks is the likes of Van Dijk and Gomez and of course Alisson in goal they don't even have Alisson in goal for this game therefore the goals that they continue to concede over the weeks starting with that game against West Ham and obviously leading to those three defeats in four and even at the weekend Bournemouth scored against them and should have scored again I don't think they'll be able to stop this Atletico Madrid scoring this goal which will mean Liverpool need to score three Nobody scores three against Atletico normally, and I think that will be the key element that sees Atletico go through to the next round of this competition. I have a small lean on PSG to win in 90 minutes against Dortmund. They're four to five to do so. Uh, the qualification price in this match sees Dortmund as the favourites, eight to eleven, and Paris as the underdogs at evens. Uh, I won't be laying any money on that one. Um, obviously, if they win this game they pretty much go through unless they do it exactly by 2-1 then it goes through to extra time because they do have the away goal. I don't see PSG being a 1-0 team and I also don't see Dortmund scoring. So I think if they're going to need to win this game, they're going to need to win it 3-1 or so. Um, I have a sneaky feeling that this one could go to extra time because I feel that 2-1 that is a score that could repeat itself here and um, then you have extra time being played behind closed doors and um, it's too much of a lottery for me. I, I lean towards Paris and... Um, What's most concerning to me is that my clients have futures plays that that involve teams to go through that are playing behind closed door matches at home. So whereas they had the disadvantage of playing away in front of supporters, they now come home behind closed doors or in Juve's case could be neutral territory. So I'm not very happy about that. I would lean PSG though here to win this game in 90 minutes. And I think that would be as committed as I would be willing to go on that one. Before we move on, let me take a second here to talk about where you can bet on all these picks here on the Champions League whilst there is still sports gambling available. And that is, of course, my bookie.ag. We are deep into March Madness at the moment, so head over to mybookie.ag to get involved in this March Madness. My bookie's got it all. It's not just college basketball. They also got the NBA, UFC, EPL, even the XFL, and all of the Champions League stuff we're giving out here on the show. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. MyBookie has more lines around for the player than any other sportsbook around. And if you join MyBookie, they will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's our promo code SGP to get, extra, to get your extra cash from MyBookie.ag. Bet, win, and get paid. 
We're also brought to you by PropSwap. As I said, March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your home for college basketball futures. Even if your state doesn't have sports betting, you can still purchase live sports bets at PropSwap. So remember that. You don't need it in your state. You can still get it at PropSwap. It's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets and you're buying directly from another person. So you can find great deals and you can buy bets in states where there is no sports betting. So that's key to remember because that might be a majority of you Americans. All season long, PropSwap customers have been finding some of the best lines and odds around. So if you sign up for PropSwap.com today, they will give you a 100% match on your first deposit. All you got to do is enter our promo code, which you know by now is SGP, at the time of deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $100. Go to PropSwap.com today and use our promo code SGP. Also brought to you by Ace Per Head. If you've ever thought about starting your own sports book, they are here to help you start. They provide you with all-inclusive professional betting site and lines updated up to the second and wages graded immediately. They offer top-notch customer support 24-7 and the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace offers a live betting experience and an amazing mobile betting experience. Get started today. And Ace will give you six weeks for free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Moving back on to the show here, and we move on to next week's games. We start with Tuesday's games between Man City and Real Madrid, currently still scheduled to be played as normal. So the English games look relatively unaffected at this stage. So I'm hoping that we are able to buy ourselves some time and... Um, I'm really hoping there's no reaction. Obviously, I'm hoping there's no reaction at all. I'm always talking here about an air of inevitability, and that's because I've been reading a lot about it in terms of that we will follow suit as providing that we continue, our cases continue to grow and reach a certain number. And as I said, I don't think it's the infected that is the key here. I think it's the deaths and, and keeping the right number of people away from the situation will be key. And providing we do that, we'll be okay. But... This is the UK. We're fucking dumb. Um, we voted for Brexit. Uh, we killed our own economy. We voted for Boris Johnson to be prime minister. It's a dumb, dumb, dumb country. This country is videos of us out there fighting over toilet rolls. This really exists. You can find it easily uh, around social media. So our reaction is to, to buy a toilet roll. I don't know what the reason for that is because... Under none of the guidelines have I seen anything that says buy more toilet roll for any kind of reason. Uh, I'm not sure unless you're fashioning some sort of mask out of it. Uh, I don't know. So I guess off the top of my head, the only thing I could be thinking of is that you dry your hands with toilet roll instead of a towel. Uh, so you don't spread the disease back onto a towel after you've washed your hat. No, I can't. I can't do it. Can't make any sense of it. And I don't care. Um, as I said, I'm not personally concerned about this for me or, or my family. I'm more concerned about sports being played. But Man City versus Real Madrid is a game that will be played next week. Man City are the 46 favourites to win it. It's 10 to 3 to draw and it's 19 to 5 on Real. Last time out was very much against goals being scored in this game and it was very close to landing um, the under 2.5 on this as well and, and being a real easy winner. But in the end, I had to sweat out my lock, which was under 3.5. 
I think this game may be a little bit different because Real Madrid have to come out, which will allow Man City the advantage here on, on the counter, providing Real Madrid don't score the first goal. But the, the problem with losing 2-1 is that 1-0 isn't going to be enough. So the attacking element of this game will probably continue throughout. Uh, I don't see a situation where both teams don't score in this game. It's available at the moment at 8-15 to off the back of the last game being a being pretty cagey in the first half. I just don't think that's an option this time. You have a Man City team that are missing Laporte at the back that basically were ripped apart at will by Man United at the weekend. I know the game was 2-0 and I know Man City dominated possession and, and came at Man United quite hard towards the end. But on the break, if Daniel James had played the right ball on a couple of occasions, Man United would have beaten City 5-0. Like, they would have absolutely battered them at the weekend. So if Real Madrid hit this team on those kind of breaks, I don't think they're going to be as wasteful, especially with the people that they have up front. And they too have the pace with Vincent Rodriguez and, and, and probably Gareth Bale, I think, would play this game. And they have the pace to, to hit one fast breaks. And they will score in this game, but I just don't know whether they'll end up scoring as many as City. Obviously, the 2-1 away win makes um, City big favourites here. 1-9 to nine to qualify, with Real Madrid available at 5-1. to one. Uh, I'm just pretty certain that we see more goals in this game than the other one because there's not going to be any conservative play here. Real Madrid needs to chase the win and they're out. And chasing Man City can be dangerous. And um, therefore... This is now set up to be the shootout that a lot of people were predicting last week when uh, or last last time out when this tie was decided. And um, I looked at that first game and didn't see that at all. I knew how Man City were going to approach it. Knew Real Madrid were going to approach it in, in the way that they did. Won you guys that money. Could have even won it easier because halftime was nil-nil and all of a sudden we had a miniature explosion due to Real Madrid falling apart in this game. And... Um, that has essentially, for me, decided the tie. I don't think Real Madrid can go through in this game, especially not without Ramos in the side. So I think Man City and both teams to score may also be worth a look as well. Moving on to the last two games, um, it really isn't worth my while looking at Bayern Munich versus Chelsea. I think it's highly unlikely that Chelsea are going to field a strong team for this. They're 3-0 down. They're already out uh, against the Bayern team who won the first leg 3-0. Bayern themselves, I'm not sure how many of their first team players were playing, but when we saw a similar situation earlier on in the season against Bayern and Tottenham where both teams were through and it wasn't sure who would play, Bayern's fringe players managed to lay a beat down on Tottenham's fringe players and I think the same could happen here again. I like Bayern minus one here at even money. The last game is Barcelona versus Napoli. I had this earmarked as my lock, but I really don't like playing games where they're played behind closed doors, which I've made clear throughout this podcast. And that has actually led to an odd change while we've been on the show. Uh, you can now get Barcelona at a best price here of four to seven. When I did the show, the best price was eight to 15, but now nobody is offering a worse price than one to two. Uh, when we started the show, the worst price on Barcelona was four to nine, and now it's pretty much one to two. The qualification price is one to four, Napoli at 11 to four. I still think Barcelona to win this game is the best bet. I still think um, pairing that up with Messi to score and Barcelona to win and getting that at 10 to 11 represents decent value as well. And uh, yeah, I just think 
Napoli have had a pretty bad season and uh, I don't see them going to the new Camp and beating Barcelona, which is what they're going to have to do. Or they can get through with a 2-2 draw, which would be a crazy way for Barcelona to go out without actually losing. But obviously that's the, the possibilities that the Champions League represents. It represents an opportunity to go through without even winning a game. And uh, of course, that would be a brutal way to go. I think the away goal as well is, is a brutal way to go out because obviously... I don't like Liverpool, but if Liverpool beat Atletico Madrid tomorrow by two goals to one, they're going to go out on the away goal. And um, I would uh, I would be a fan of them actually getting rid of it so that we just had aggregate scores and then we just went on to extra time if they were levelling in penalties. Some people will argue that penalties are even more brutal, but I think the away goal is more detrimental because it leads to quite negative tactics in certain games, namely first legs. I think it does lead to negativity. It does lead to teams not wanting to concede on their own patch too much. And um, I think we would see far more open games if we just completely got rid of it. And uh, we just added up the two scores and that's it. Whatever the, Whatever it adds up to, that's what it is. And if it means you have to play extra time, you play extra time. I think it would also be easier in order to attract an American audience because, or, or a casual audience from wherever because it is quite complicated, this away goal situation. I know it just basically means that if ties, if scores are level, the team that scored more goals away from home go through, but it's just not, it's just not necessary at all. And I think the the increase of penalty shootouts would actually be exciting for, for casual fans. And although people say it's a brutal way to go out, away goals is more brutal, in my opinion, than a skill test of penalty shootouts. I just feel that the uh, benefits of getting rid of the away goal outweigh continuing it on. It will just lead to more open games, easy to understand for casual fans, and an increase of extra time and potentially more penalties, which I think is good because I don't know a single person who watches football that doesn't love a good penalty shootout. Will it be more brutal for certain players that miss their penalties that result in their teams going out? Will it be brutal for goalkeepers that don't win any shootouts? Yeah, it will. But you know what? These people make a shit ton of money and the fans play a shit ton of money to watch football. And I still think, no matter what you say, Penalty shootouts is actually a test of skill and it's not as more brutal than a technicality of going out on an away goal. If Liverpool lose and they go out by winning 2-1 on Wednesday, I feel that they will feel more upset by the fact that they drew 2-2 on aggregate and went out because they conceded one goal at home than they would if it was to get to extra time after that 2-1, get to penalty shootouts and they were to lose on that. I feel that the 2-1... The the away goal is more brutal. That's just my opinion. And um, you may uh, you may disagree with that. I don't know if I've ever sort of spoken about that here on, on this platform, but that's, that's my opinion. I think the away goal is fucking trash and um, we should get rid of it because it just, just does no good for anybody at all. Unless, of course, you qualify on it. Of course, if Atletico do lose 2-1, and they go through on your away goal. I'll be quite a big fan of the away goal temporarily because of my bias against Liverpool. But in all honesty, my real feelings on it as a neutral, which I'm not when it comes to Liverpool, but if I was being neutral about it, I would say get rid of it completely because it's just bullshit and um, just a stupid thing that people have to understand. An extra stupid thing that people have to understand. Just like the offside rule. I'd get rid of it. I'd get rid of that too. But that's just another... This is another thing for another show because I think this one's uh, long enough as it is already.
Before we close out with what the lock will be, which, as I said earlier, was scheduled to be Barcelona, let me take a second here to talk about Roman. Uh, if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction and you don't want to wait to get treatment, then you need to get in touch with Roman. All you need to do is head over to getroman.com slash SGP for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash SGP. Last people I want to speak about here is Bespoke. You can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code SGP at the checkout. So you do that at the checkout on this one. That's boxofawesome.com and use the code SGP for 20% off your first box. To get started over there, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month at any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside it. So once again, head over to boxofawesome.com and use our code SGP for 20% off your first box. So here is that lock for this show. I've uh, said it a few times, I was going to take Barcelona, but I'm very, very worried about taking behind closed doors games. So I will still lean on them to win this, same way I'm leaning towards PSG to win at home. Uh, same way I'm pretty much leaning towards <clears throat> all the home teams in these six games. Look, Leipzig will get through. They'll, they'll finish a job today against Spurs. Valencia can win at home against Atalanta, but they're not going to overcome the aggregate deficit. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain should be able to win at home to Dortmund, but I'm not really confident if they'll go through. They're even managed to do so behind closed doors or not having their home supporters there is a big, big issue. Man City have um, have the advantage of Real Madrid having to come forward. That's going to leave massive gaps where Man City will be able to score a few goals, especially without Ramos there. They have the advantage. They should win at home. Barcelona should win at home against Napoli and get through to the next round. And uh, finally, Bayern Munich should be able to do another job on Chelsea. Chelsea probably won't be playing many of their first team in this one because they're already out. And Bayern arrest a few too, but not too many because they're, it's a home game for them whether it be behind closed doors or not, I'm not too sure at this point in time, but I'm pretty sure that they'll win by at least a couple of goals here against Chelsea. So that leaves one game, Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid. Am I confident about Liverpool winning this game at home? No. Should they? Yes, they should, based on their home record in Europe and just generally the amount of time that they've been unbeaten at home. But will they go through in this tie? I think no, they won't go through. I'm confident that they won't go through. I'm confident that one Atletico goal, which seems inevitable to me based on the way Liverpool have defended in the last few weeks, will essentially end this tie. And I'm happy to take this Atletico Madrid team to qualify in this tie on the basis that I'm confident that they will not concede three goals. They are very, very defensively sound. They're the most organised defence in all of Europe. And if you're telling me I get to take them at 10 to 11 to not concede three goals in a game. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take them. I'm going to change my lock here to Atletico Madrid to qualify to the next round of the Champions League over Liverpool here at 10 to 11. Um, I'm going to move it from Barcelona to this. Although, as I said, all of these home games are still leans. I don't like them playing. Per, play, I don't like playing them personally because they're behind closed doors and... 
I don't like to recommend a tip to people when I don't think the odds are fair because I think the behind closed doors thing is quite a leveler and I don't think there's been enough line movement and odds adjustment for the bookmakers to give you the right type of value for those selections. So that's it for this edition of the Champions League show. If you want the Europa League show, it'll be exclusively for LockBetting.com clients. So head over to LockBetting.com. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And that's for listening, guys. 